Welcome in to the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jarrett Samuels. I'm the host of the podcast. Men, as always, I want to begin by thanking you for checking out today's podcast episode. Now, if this is your first time coming across the Pursuit of Manliness, I want to encourage you Go visit thepursuitofmanliness.com. That's the website. That's the hub where everything is. You can see social media links, see what's in the gear store. You can find this podcast episode, and you can find all of the previous podcast episodes on there. And I would encourage you, check out the previous A Quiet Life podcast beginning, what would that be? The end of June, 1st of July. We've been doing, this will be number five in this framework for biblical manhood yeah, manliness, manhood approach. Forgive me. It has been it's been a day. I'm telling you what. Uh, just to get this thing recorded, um, it it's there's there's been some obstacles. Let's let's just say that. So uh, here we are, uh, getting it done. We're going to get it recorded. We're going to get it posted. We're having a conversation, and uh, I, I do want to say, um, make sure you check out the gear store. And there's a link in the show notes, so make it easy. Uh, Wherever you're listening, just click the link to the gear store. Check out the fall men's retreat. The the registrations are filling up. I don't know how many exactly we have left available, but it's September 29th and 30th here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And it's going to be a powerful weekend. And anytime I gather with other like-minded men, um, especially out of your typical church routine, for me personally, it is always just really good for my soul, like a big charge to my my spiritual batteries. This uh, this past weekend, I was in Salem, Illinois on Friday and Saturday. I used to serve in Salem, Illinois a long time ago. Uh, that town, that church, the people there, I am forever indebted in, to them. You've probably heard me say that before, but um, they, they had reached out and asked if I would come talk to them about you know, men's ministry and things. And they, and listen, they have a good thing going. You got a, a, a group of guys, a herd of humans, as we call it. You got a herd of humans who love Jesus. They, they get along really well. They're just regular guys. They love their country. They love their church. As a matter of fact, they serve their church. And they serve together. It's I'm, when I'm there, I'm thinking, you guys should be telling me how to do this, not me telling you or me sharing with you. But, uh, you know, it's the whole, you know, being mutually encouraged by one another's faith. I hope I served as an encouragement to them, but I'm telling you what, uh, they were a major encouragement to me. On Friday night, we had barbecue, man. I mean, we had some food now. And great fellowship, time of worship. I spoke for a little bit, but uh, there was a couple guys there, a couple Alex's from my first ministry. Man, you could have knocked me over with a feather when I saw them. I could not believe they were there. And uh, so good to see them and so good to reconnect with them after it's been a long time. And then um, on on Saturday, I saw one of my favorite humans on the planet. I call him Tacklin Tim. He knows who he is. Uh, Tacklin Tim, is um, he's driving a truck and he says he listens to the podcast. And I, I believe him and I pray for guys in their trucks and all these places. And, and, and he's... You know, he's what I'm talking about, and he's one of the best humans on the planet. I think I baptized his whole family. I could be wrong, but I definitely know I baptized him. And a whole cool, cool story there. He's still at the church, serving the church. And, you know, I'm just saying, it, and well, tackling Tim, you better get to the retreat, by the way. Uh, we talked about that. But when you get around guys like that, when you get around some really good men like that, it's just encouraging. 
It, it, it really is. You know, I don't even know if it's about the message as much as it is about the fellowship in that aspect. Oh, yes, we're going to proclaim the Word of God. We're going to talk about Jesus, no question about it. But let's, let's, what God does in a community of men like that is uh, you, you can share whatever message you're sharing. You can share it in every different environment. But when you get guys together like that, man, it's powerful. And, and if you have been a part of it before, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And we talked on Saturday this idea, the framework for biblical manhood. And I told them, because I did it all in one message, I said, I've never spoke um, in front of a group of people like this about this topic. Now, I've spoken in front of groups of people all the time, but that was the first time I had talked about what we've been talking about, which is to be you know, spiritually sound, relationally established, mentally strong. And then we'll get to this one here, physically fit. Now, after you just had your weight in barbecue on Friday night, and then I don't, man, I don't turn down breakfast. You make a good breakfast, I'm in. I'm in. I mean, uh, I boy, that to me, that's about that. That is what they serve in heaven. They must be serving breakfast all the time. It must be an endless buffet. And so after you do that, and then I have the audacity to stand up there and talk about being physically fit. Okay, um, and I think you guys who are familiar with the podcast understand enough. We're talking about pursuing a healthy life. Okay, being being healthy. Uh, healthy spiritually, relationally, mentally, and physically. But when you talk to people about physically fit, this is where men usually, you know, suck it in a little bit, right? It's tough after you just put down a pile of hot dogs or something, right? Uh, but we need to take it serious. We, we really do need to take this serious. One of the verses I share often is Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went around doing good, and he was healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Listen, that, that pertains to you as well. That pertains to you. You have the Holy Spirit with you, with power. You can go about doing good. Um, now, I don't heal anybody, but I, I, I can bring the light of Jesus with me, right? And God is with me. But here's the thing. If we, if we aren't healthy physically... We're not going to have the energy and zeal to go around doing good. You're going to walk up your steps from the basement and have to sit in the chair for a few minutes and uh, polish off a can of you know Pringles if if you uh, if if you're not able to be physically fit, right? To 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 go around doing good. Are you able to go around and doing good to do good? Forgive me. Are you able to do that? I'm not. I'm going to talk about this more and more. But I'm not talking about are, are you physically fit to the point that you can go to the beach, take your shirt off, and feel like you know you, you've done well for yourself. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about you know, that you have to be some kind of you know David Goggins or Jocko or you know, even Chad Wright for that. I mean, be those guys or be or learn from those guys or be inspired by those guys. But just know like. Your season of life and, and, and your circumstances of life may, may not be their circumstances and seasons of life, okay? You probably don't have the bandwidth to work out three times a day. So you can run around telling someone who's going to carry the boats, but you're not, you're not working out three times a day. I have a, a wife who I'm incredibly thankful for. i got three kids, okay? They're all getting older. You've ad nauseum. I've heard about me and my kids and things. Um, but as I'm talking about recording this podcast, just finding 20 to 25 minutes where I can sit and get this done has been a real challenge since I came home from the office today. 
Uh, they were going to be outside for a minute. I thought, nope, window of time's not big enough. I came out to the garage to do it. I got a fly who decides he's going to attack me like, you know, it's the, the monkeys on, uh, what is that, the Wizard of Oz. Um, I put the door up eventually, and it's dog fest in the neighborhood, and it, it, on and on. That's the season of life I'm in. So if I was going to try to dedicate two, two and a half hours to work out, it's probably not going to be the case when I can't squeeze in 20 minutes, 25 minutes, right? It's now 9.30 at night. I've been home for at least four hours, and we're just now going to get to this and try to see if we can't make a go of it. Here's, here's the hook. If you do not respect yourself, others aren't going to respect you either. Now, I don't need validation from other people. I don't need you to come up and say, boy, you're looking good. You lost weight. You No, I, I don't need that, and I think you understand that. But there is an internal respect that we're giving and taking from one another, wouldn't you agree? You respect someone more often when they show respect, and especially if they show respect for themselves. Not arrogance, but respect. We all know that that older gentleman that you say he's not arrogant, he's not mouthy, he's not loud, he's not self-seeking. But he is a very respectful individual, and when you're around him, you can't help but show respect. That's the type of in individual we want to be. And I understand, you know, like if we want to influence people for the kingdom, not try to get them to like us, but if we want to influence people for the kingdom, we will not have much influence on them if they see an individual who does not respect themselves. If they look at you and they look at me and say, you really don't give, they really don't care much about yourself, do you? They're, they're probably going to ask to some degree, how serious do you really take this? Now, there's nothing about, you know, the Christian life that says we must be able to run, you know, an ultra marathon, right? I think, I think we can all get on the same page with that. But there is something about saying, I'm going to take care of myself because it is the right thing to do. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 19. Do you not know that your body is a temple, of the Holy Spirit within you with whom you have from God? You are not your own. Well, how should a temple be? be treated. If you walked into a church or a synagogue or wherever, and you saw it just ransacked or filled with junk or looking like it's about ready to host a flea market, you would say, well, they're really not taking care of this place, are they? Well, the same is true for you and I when we go walking through the supermarket or we're walking down the sidewalk or we're going to our kids' games or um, which got parent teacher conferences or whatever you walk in and you don't take care of yourself real well. You're, you're displaying. I'm not taking care of the, this temple that, that God has given me. And we be honest, we, we know that this temple is very fragile. It's very, very fragile. So we, we have to, we have to take care of it. We're talking about pursuing health, pursuing health. Third John, one, two says this, beloved, I pray that all may go well with you, that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. You see, when you pursue physical health, physical fitness, being physically able, it changes a lot of things about yourself. Not only do you feel a little better about yourself, I think you're going to start looking at food and time and resources and relationships and finance. I think you're going to look at them all quite a bit different. Because you're starting to value yourself. And perhaps you can, along the way, uh, help some other people 
show some value for themselves. Now, you don't have to be the guy who is on the keto diet or whatever diets or whatever fads or whatever things that you're doing. You don't have to be that guy that tells everybody that you're on that thing. Okay, those guys are kind of tiring. You can just be a guy that can live a disciplined life. There's some things in my own life that I'm starting to change a little bit. Uh, I was having some some issues, uh, stomach issues and things. And uh, just through the course of just trying to observe, like, what's the constant theme here? What's going on? Uh, we're able to identify a couple things and say, okay, let's let's modify that. If you, if you want to live a functional life, if you don't want to be doubled over in the afternoon, if you want to uh, not be in pain or whatever, here's some things we might want to change. Well, we're not going to get any younger. And I'm not looking to reclaim my youth at all. I, I have zero desire to go back and be you know 28 years old. That's over. That ship has sailed, and I am more than okay with that. What we're talking about is can you answer the bell if you're called on? Can you answer the bell if you're called on? Someone says, I need you to, to do this. A knock on the door in the middle of the night. Someone who is not well, someone who has you know passed out, um, needs help, whatever. Can you do it? Or do you got to get the inhaler out and you're you're wheezing and you're, you know, you're struggling and looking for people who can help you instead of you helping someone else? I've said before, and there will be times that this is just the way it's going to be in life because it's inevitable, but I've said before many times to my wife, I don't ever want to be the weakest link. I don't ever want to be the guy that is say, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Samuels is, uh, he's struggling, man. Let's try to, you know, no, I mean, it's inevitable. There are things in your life that you're just not as good at, or you're not as skilled at, or as equipped as others. Like, okay, I get that. But I'm talking about in general, if it just comes to like walking or exercising or standing on my feet, like, I don't want to be the person that has to have the chair. Some of you are. That's fine. Do it because there's a physical thing, not because it's a lazy thing. There's some people that always have to have the chair. Like, to me, I, I, I want to put that off as long as possible. You know the older guys that you got to give a chair to because they just can't stand up as long? I, I totally understand that. And listen, man, they've earned that. But at this age, I don't want to be the guy that has to have the chair. I want to be the guy that can stand for the whole meal if needed. And I, I do that sometimes. <laughs> Drives my father-in-law crazy. I'll stand for the whole meal just because I don't like sitting in little tight spaces at tables. And I don't want to know. I'll be the guy that can stand in the back of the church the whole time during a service. I get that there's no Olympic medal for standing. Okay. I, my point is I want to be the person that can. I want to be the person that doesn't have to sit down. I want to be the person that doesn't have to rest. And again, I'm not looking to outdo anybody. What I'm saying is I understand at my age, I'm not going to get any younger. And I would assume at your age, you're not getting any younger either. I think that's how that works. We're not going to get any younger. So our physical capabilities are probably going to diminish a little bit more each day. I have a friend of mine. He sent me a video today where he was talking about something. He went for a run. And I don't know what happened, but he's going downhill and he tripped on a root and he busted his arm up and some other things up. And I'm like... You're lucky you're not dead, okay? I mean, we're not in our 20s anymore. You probably need to be careful there. But um, we're not going to get more, so we got to take care of what we do have. So I want to be prepared. I want to be the guy that can answer the bell. I, I, I don't need to. I don't have to outlift anybody. I don't need to outrun anybody. I don't even feel like I need to out 
you know, perform anybody, but I do need to continue to move while I can move. I need to keep making progress. I need to make sure that uh, I am sharpening my own sword every day, if you will. I do want to make sure I'm pursuing things that are making me physically healthy. The more I pursue physical health, the more I, I understand like how vital sleep is, how vital food is, when I eat, how much I eat, the types of things I do eat. I, I've said before, I, I will eat like a 12-year-old. I will eat like a 12-year-old, no problem. But I, I will say that you don't need all this, but uh, I'm really fed up with like fast food outside of a few of them. I, I don't do fast food no more, man. I'm, I'm tired of the terrible service. I'm tired of the overpriced food. I'm tired of the food that's crap anyways. Listen, I knew it was garbage anyways, but if you're gonna, if it's going to be cheaper and you're going to be decent to me, I'll give you some money. But uh, if it's going to be expensive and you're rude and you're probably going to screw the order up, I'm keeping my money. And we got all kinds of fast food places around. I'm not, I'd rather just eat at home. I'd rather just eat at home. Now, there's a few of them I'll go to. I still, I'm a Chick-fil-A guy, especially when I travel. Uh, Joella's Hot Chicken, they, until, unless they do something wacky, they'll always get my service. Uh, Raising Cane's is on the fritz right now, so I kind of got a theme going there with chicken. Five guys, I do enjoy that. I'll do that, you know, and, and I'll have no problem doing it. I'm not going to feel bad about it. Um, but then the next day, I, I can't do it again right? You get what I'm saying? Like, that's a deal. It's like that men's thing I went to Friday and Saturday. Oh, I ate my weight in food. No question about it. But when I come home, I can't keep doing that. I got to eat. I eat a sandwich. I got to drink water. I got to, I got to get walking. Okay. Yesterday I did six miles. So you got, you got to keep moving with this. When you look at your physical health and let's look at the whole picture, mental, mentally strong, relationally established and spiritually sound one of the things we have in tribe is called tribe fitness there's no official um workout plan or anything like that so if you're thinking i'll get in tribe and i get in tribe fitness it's typically guys just sharing what they're doing and it's just to encourage one another but this last month we had a thing called 128 challenge and it's from genesis 128 to have dominion that's the verse we're focusing on for this session so we say hey, let's go with that and what we decided was run walk or ruck one mile a day and 28 push-ups a day and then just check in there's a daily post and if you want leave a comment and say you did it or some guys are posting videos or whatever in there there are guys that will admit right on the onset that what one mile and 28 push-ups is was is hard for them for some of you guys you do one mile 28 push-ups every day and you don't think nothing of it it's that's you're like that's it right well Again, all different guys from all different walks of life. Now, I know at this point, we're looking at July 25th, 26th, by the time you get this podcast, if you listen on the day of, these guys have had 26 days where they've done at least a mile a day, and they've done 28 push-ups. Guys that struggle in the beginning with doing the push-ups are getting more and more confident, and you can see it in them. When you get more and more confident, a lot of things start to change. Here's the hook. They have other men doing the same thing. So if they thought, well, I'll just tap out or I won't do it or, you know, whatever, they feel that relational burden to say, hey, I know these other guys are doing it. I know these other guys are out there, you know, wearing their vest or doing the push-ups or running or carrying the sandbags or whatever they're, you know, whatever they're doing. Again, we're, we're not trying to, you know, we're not 75 hard or anything like that. But the point is we're going to help guys move towards being healthy. That's the goal. We want to move towards health. And that's what you got to ask yourself. Am I moving towards health? Again, I don't have to run an ultra unless you want to. I'm not trying to be a triathlete unless you want to. I have personally, I have zero desire to ever do an Ironman or anything like that. But if you want to, that's great. 
If you can fit that in your schedule, that's great. What we're talking about here at the, as we begin to wind this part down is this framework that I don't want to just focus all my energy on physical fitness or I don't want to f- focus all my energy on finding friends or being mentally strong. Um, spiritual sounds not a bad place to to um, focus your energy, but I know people who spiritually they can win any Bible Bowl competition, but they'll fold the first time someone disagrees with them and they have no friends and they couldn't walk up three flights of stairs without stopping. Okay, we're looking at building a framework of biblical manhood framework of biblical manhood that we say this helps me know how to live my life the spiritual component is the key we've said that in the beginning we'll say it many many times this is not the last time we're having this conversation and i'll share why in just a minute this the relationship aspect being relationally established helps enforce the other three spiritual mental physical the mental helps enforce the other three i get mentally stronger the more i'm in the word the more i have solid relationships the more physically challenging things are and then i get into the physical part which helps enhance again the other three spiritual component is growing relationships relational components growing the mental component is growing you know it is it is a blessing it is a privilege to practice endurance to practice grit to vigorously practice these things within this framework the spiritual we said before you got to get that one right but relationships the mentally strong and the physically fit, they all work together and they create that frame. And the only things that go in that frame, you keep in there. And the things that don't belong inside that frame, you purge them. Now, now let me let me end with this. I talked about those guys in Salem. And when I came, when I went there on Friday and Saturday, it was as if I had been there the whole time. And what I mean is that I was immediately reminded of the quality of human that lives in that part of the country. I'm not saying it's the only part with great people, but they're super good people. They, they really are. All conversations are good. They're all very encouraging. You know, I'm not everyone there. It's not Whoville. But what I'm saying is I immediately remembered, yep, this is what most guys that I've run up on, and me personally, in Southern Illinois, live, talk, and act like. These are values to them, okay? And... I think that's important because when we talk about the pursuit of manliness, we talk about a quiet life, that's not going away. But we talk about biblical framework, that's not going away. These two have to be, if you will, married or tethered together. These are things that this is not the last time I'm talking about this. As a matter of fact, this is going to be something I'm going to talk about all the time. And here's why. I talk about those guys as I have been... Doing the pursuit of manliness the last eight years, I cannot believe it's been eight years, but the last eight years, I have come in contact with a number of other men's ministries, movements, or brands. I, one, most of them, I did not know they existed until some kind of interaction, whether they reached out or I came across their stuff or whatever. And, and a lot of them doing phenomenal work, really, really good work. But I will tell you this. When I come across that brand or that logo or that movement or ministry and I start to meet people from it, almost always I think, okay, that makes sense. Okay. I, I can think of a couple right now off the top of my head, two or three of them right now that I'm thinking of, that when I run up on these people, there's almost always a constant theme. And, and I don't know if the movement is attractional to people that are wired that way, or I don't know if the people wired that way 
you know, they became that way because of the of the content, the community. I, I don't know. I'm just saying as I interact with them, most of them are very like-minded. I've said before with the pursuit of manliness, and it's interesting that I'm out in the garage recording this because this is where this most of this stuff started. The pursuit of manliness, God has sent high caliber men to this ministry. He has sent a, a plethora of military active and veteran guys. And, and I credit some of that to kind of thinking through that lens in the early days because I had a, a buddy of mine, U.S. Marshal, who, you know, we had a lot of conversations about this stuff. God has sent a lot of first responders to this ministry. Listen, man, I've never been any of these things that I'm describing here, okay? Um, he has sent a, a, a large number of, of blue-collar guys, guys who are just, you know, they're truck drivers. They, they, run a, they, 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 they work on a farm. Um, they, they drive a concrete truck, um, that I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, they, they do construction or whatever, uh, again, blue collar guys, guys that don't think a lot of themselves. They're just like, Hey, I, I love my family. I love Jesus. I love the church. Like God has sent us people that I think fit what this community is about. What I hope within the quiet life podcast, especially, but also the other two, and, and there'll be more about that in the future, but this framework for biblical manhood is something we have to continually talk about. You know, maybe maybe one of them is a focus on the, the mental being mentally strong, and one of them is maybe it's all four of them at times. You know, again, the quiet life is that tethered piece that we continue to go back to. But my what I see, my vision for this is when someone runs up on a pursuit of manliness guy, they'll be like, I figured, yep, that's what I figured because I met another guy like that. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, we are all over the globe now. We are all over the U.S. We are all over um, the globe, all different countries and continents. And my hope is if you run up on a guy with a POM shirt, hat, patch, whatever, and you, you interact with him, you say, yep, that reminds me of the rest of them. Yep, that's exactly what I thought they were, and this is what I hope it is. I hope it is this thing we're talking about right now, that you, they run up on a guy who is spiritually sound. I hope they run up on a guy who is relationally established, like, man, he's got some people in his life. I hope they run up on a guy who is mentally strong, right, who understands that he has the mind of Christ, and I hope they run up on a guy who's pursuing physical fitness. Again, we're not have to be... You know, beach body here, but we're going after being physically fit, physically healthy, that we are more able, we are more capable. We are men who are ready and willing to answer the bell when it when it when it happens. Because it's gonna happen. Things are gonna come up and we need to be ready to answer the bell. So we're gonna pursue health. We're gonna pursue doing things that in that framework help make us spiritually sound, mentally strong, relationally established, and physically fit men of God. When that happens and you start getting around other people like that, I'm going to tell you right now, people are going to take notice. Amen. So man, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate th this conversation we're able to have. I'll remind you, this isn't the last time we're talking about it. We'll continue to talk about it. We have to. We have to talk about it. And uh, when this happens, uh, you'll make me better. I hope I can help make you better. And there is a community of men out there who are connected to the pursuit of manliness. They are connected to the communities we have, tribe, the herd, the closed group. They are men who are difference makers. They are conversation starters. They are prayer warriors. And, man, I want you to be a part of it. I'd love for you to be a part of that. A great way, 
a great way to, to kind of get your foot in there and, and a great way to kind of rub shoulders with these guys. And I guarantee when you leave, you'd say, man, he was right. He's come to that retreat. Come to that retreat. Prove me wrong. Go there and say, nope, those guys ain't at all what you described. I guarantee you'll leave and say, yep, that's exactly what I thought they were. And listen, maybe maybe, maybe you're not a pursuit of manliness guy. Maybe you're not a pursuit of manliness guy. You leave and say, you know what, I have my own thing, my own whatever. I hope at least the weekend, whether you go back to your church or whatever, can give you a, some charge to your spiritual batteries and you'll walk back home or drive back home or fly back home just a little bit better, men. Thanks for listening. Let's keep pursuing biblical manliness.